Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. The Seattle Seahawks have officially released offensive tackle Chad Wheeler after he was arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. Now, he was booked Saturday, January 23rd, and then he was released on $400,000 bail that following Tuesday, the 26th. Then the next day, 27th, he was formally charged with first-degree domestic violence assault, um, domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. He reportedly choked his girlfriend twice until she lost consciousness because she refused to bow to him. And this came after what was described as a manic episode of his. Um, I remember... I didn't hear about this, obviously, and then it got all over Twitter. I was petrified, and then I read something, and his girlfriend said, like, she was, like, unconscious, like you said, and then, like, when she woke up, he was like, oh, you're alive, and then she, like, ran to the bathroom. I'm like, so he should be charged with attempted murder, to be honest, because that's disgusting. Yeah, it it was scary. Um... I saw some text messages on social media as well. There was a lot of stuff going around. There were really graphic images, like very, very bad. And some texts that said, um, he thought I was dead on my bed and continued to eat dinner. When I ran into the bathroom, he said, wow, you're still alive while sipping on a smoothie. And um, police reports said that one of the people that she sent a text to, like, out of fear, was his dad. <gasps> Did did they say anything else? Like, did his dad say anything? Um, not that I know of, but they said that she did. Like, she was texting a bunch of family and friends, and they said that his dad was on that list of people. That's insane. So, I mean, obviously, he has serious issues, clearly. Yeah. Um, has Seattle come out and said anything? Obviously, he's, he's, his football career is done. Yeah, they made a statement. I'll read it. Okay. The Seahawks are saddened by the details emerging against Chad Wheeler and strongly condemn this act of domestic violence. Our thoughts and support are with the victim. Chad is a free agent and no longer with the team. If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or go to thehotline.org. All calls are toll-free and confidential. The hotline is available 24-7 in more than 170 languages. We encourage Chad to get the help he needs. If you are experiencing mental health issues, please reach out for help. For immediate help with a mental health crisis or thoughts of suicide, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it has been reported that Chad has bipolar disorder and he wasn't taking his medication recently. That's what was in the police report. Um, with this statement, I do like that they gave information on domestic violence hotlines and websites and all that good stuff. That's great. But I agree with a lot of other people who have seen this statement and saying, like, it's kind of generic. Chrissy, I was thinking the same thing I was gonna say like literally the same exact thing and then you said it and I was like okay glad we're on the same page I mean come on that's what you're gonna say after one of your players literally 
almost killed his girlfriend. Yeah, like that's this isn't enough. Um, it's it's I don't know it's what not. else they could have said, but this just isn't enough. And then they place so much emphasis. Like, I'm glad they put the domestic violence issue out there, but they barely spoke on like what he did. And then they place so much emphasis on like the mental health and all that, which is great. Like, obviously he clearly suffers from something, but like the emphasis wasn't put on enough of like. Like, do they realize what he did? I mean, his football career is over, like, guaranteed. Like, no team will ever. Hopefully, he's behind bars. But I don't know. This statement was just I, – I mean, are they trying to play it safe? Probably. But at the same time, it's like, if you've seen anything, like, the pictures, it's horrifying. It's horrendous. Like, so when the police showed up, they said that she was bleeding. There were fingerprints on the side of her neck, and she had a dislocated arm. And then from the photos on Twitter and um, after, like, she went to the hospital and doctors examined her, the whites of her eyes were, like, almost red, which was a sign of strangulation. She had a fractured humerus. I'm not sure what that is, but clearly it's important and it's fractured. And she had been vomiting up large amounts of blood. Like, this isn't any... Anything on the spectrum of domestic violence is horrible. But when you see how extreme this was, like, this, I don't. This was I'm like, like attempted murder, no joke. That's why I'm like, he should literally be charged with attempted murder. What he did, disgusting. Like, this was like an extreme. And then I saw something and it was like, oh, like, they were comparing their sizes and she was like 5'9, 145 which that's literally my both size. yeah yeah i was gonna say like we're both like five nine five ten or whatever and he's six seven and like 300 or he might be six seven at least yes and then he's like 300 and something pounds yes he's huge like it's huge huge and obviously like he's obviously way stronger than her what he did like that's not even normal like and it's not even like she like went for him or anything like because she, she wouldn't bow down to him. Like, it was, like, unprovoked. And let me also, I need to point out that Chad is white. And this woman, her name is Aaliyah, is black. So just envision that. This white man telling this telling. black woman to bow down to him. And yeah, she no. clearly refused. And he lashes out on her in this way. It's disgusting. That's why I hope, like, I genuinely hope he goes to jail for a long time. I hope they could probably charge him with other things. Because... I feel like more information will start to come out. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me... I need to point out, because there was an article by Brady Henderson on ESPN. I feel like he summed this incident up so perfectly. Um, This isn't his first offense. So this is straight from the article. I'm just going to read it. The Los Angeles Times reported that while at USC in December 2015, Wheeler was detained and then taken to a hospital for a psychiatric evaluation after police responded to a call that he was punching walls and windows while barricaded inside an apartment with a 20-year-old female friend and her seven-month-old son. Police subdued Wheeler by firing multiple beanbag rounds, according to the report. And when was this? 2015. And it's crazy, like, you don't, I, you would not know this before this situation happened. Yeah. And I will say, like, um... 
again, I agree with a lot of people who have been speaking out about this that it hasn't been getting enough coverage. And I also understand that it's because he's not the face of the organization. He's not a huge name. But we also got to stop doing that, too. Like, it shouldn't matter if you're a big name or not. This is serious stuff. Like, I don't care if he's a bench warmer. We need to know about these things, like, because domestic violence has a nasty pattern in the NFL. It does. And honestly, I didn't even think about what you said about him not being a star. Like, that thought never occurred to me because I was like, why aren't more people talking about this? Honestly, thank God for, like, social media and Twitter. Because that is how I found out. I would not have, like, seen it before, and, yeah, I don't even think, like, star or not, like, I understand people were, like, comparing it to, like, people in the past who were, like, the franchise players, but it does not matter, like, if you put on a uniform every week, if you're being paid by the NFL, and, mind you, the NFL, I know a lot of NFL players um have, like, foundations for, like, domestic violence and all that, I know Jason Witten was one of them, because he said growing up his mom was a victim, so, like, he placed a lot of emphasis on domestic violence, and the NFL does too, so, which is another reason why I feel like they should, they should, not that they're not cracking down, but, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, a disconnect or something here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, like, performative for the NFL, like, in the past. Remember that big campaign they did against domestic violence? When was this? It was, like, the players were all saying something after the Ray Lewis thing. Oh, okay. So and that was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. So I don't know if they, like, and then they put out that commercial, like, during NFL games. But then, you know, you see more of it. And then the Seahawks statement, I don't know if it's just like performative action by the NFL, but obviously they need to do a little more. Obviously what the players do is out of their control, but I think maybe more like screenings or something. Cause clearly Chad Wheeler like had a pass. Like there were signs that there was something wrong with this man and he's terrifying. I was looking at pictures. He terrifies me. (laughs) Like clearly there's a disconnect somewhere and Obviously, like, you can't blame it on the NFL because, like, that, you know, but at the same time, it's, like, in 2015, that incident he had, I don't know. There's just something, like, that's just not, con- not that it's not connecting, but, like, in they just need to put one more puzzle piece in to figure it out because what happened was horrendous and that man should never have even been on a football field. Yeah, I completely agree. I was telling my mom about this last night. She had no idea. No idea. And she watches the news all the time. She was like, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, that's why, like, I think, honestly, I think the news broke out where, like, Twitter probably. Without that, people wouldn't have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I found out. Me too. I saw a tweet, and I was like, I saw, and then, like, the picture, and I was, like, horrified, and then, like, the details, and, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I saw um information from both Sarah Spain and Jamel Hill. That's how I found out. And then I did some more research to um, just learn more facts on my own. Yeah, because I saw people started tweeting it and then like bigger like sports accounts started tweeting it after, you know, mm-hmm. like the um, like regular people started tweeting it. But yeah, it's disgusting. And I don't, I really hope he goes away for a long time because he's yeah, literally he's a threat. Horrible. He's 
that is the perfect word, a threat. Like there's there's more parts of this article that I want to point out. And it's all so like I wish I could just read the whole thing, but I'm trying to figure out like which parts are the most important. Um, okay, here's one. The charging documents state that the six foot seven, three hundred and ten pound wheeler did not comply with officers' commands and that at least one taser application was made directly to his body with little effect. As three officers attempted to detain him, Wheeler repeatedly yelled, sorry, and said, I don't beat women. He called out to the woman that he loved her. Wheeler refused to speak with officers, according to the report. That's clear abuse. Like, that's, those are clear signs of an abuser. When you, you literally tried to kill this woman, and then as you're being detained, you're telling her you love her? Literally, and also, um, yeah, this man is six seven, three hundred something pounds. Obviously, the taser's not gonna be like what? I don't know. Ugh, man, this is. I just really hope like justice is served and he gets time. Like, literally yeah. disgusting. He's literally a threat, like to her, to other people. Clearly, like, and I hope his family also. I don't know. Like I don't his, like she texted his dad like yeah I hope like, like I understand like it's your kid but like at the same time like like do you get what I'm trying to say like yeah you can still say something even if it's your kid like, not make excuses just because he's your kid yeah but yeah um she also guess- said that she had a sore throat um difficulty swallowing and eating neck pain and a headache. And the doctors um, suggested that it's possible internal injuries to the structures within the neck. This is also still from the article that I'm reading. I just feel so, like, this is, it's humiliating, it's heartbreaking, and it's traumatizing. No, it's so traumatizing. That's why I don't even, like, like, what do you even say? You know what I mean? Like, Especially when you can't relate. Yeah. Like, this is, like, I can't even imagine, like, insane. And obviously, they were in a relationship. Obviously, like, she loved the man. I don't know. It's terrifying for her. Oh, they. she said that they were dating for, um, I want to say, six months. They were, yeah, she'd been dating him for about six months. And she was aware of his bipolar disorder. Yeah, so... That's still not, like, you know, you can date people that are bipolar. Like, there's plenty of people that are bipolar. Um, that doesn't excuse, though, what he did to her, especially yeah. if he wasn't taking his medication. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, obviously, it's obvious he has problems, but at the same time, like, I don't want them to use that as an excuse for what he did because there are – obviously – you can date people who are bipolar, like, you know, they have their medications, but obviously, if you do that, if you use that as an excuse, like, oh, he's bipolar, then you're saying every bipolar person is abusive and has potential, which is not the case at all. At all. That's why when the Seahawks, like, they're, they, like, 70% of it was about mental health, and then 30% of it was a generic statement. That's what, that's what put me off. Yeah. It was very just like, all right, let's call up our PR team. Let's get the statement out and 
yeah like I'm getting exactly like I have a certificate in PR and I could have wrote that statement for them it wasn't like personal at all you know yeah so um and that's what they need to start doing being more personal especially in things like this because other things they don't have a problem and especially when they talk about this so much like domestic violence in the NFL yeah in this case um he could face eight to 12 years in prison according to the prosecutors good I hope he did gets the maximum he can I believe so too if not he'll probably um because they have like institutions for people with mental health if you're convicted of a felony they may not send you to prison because it's not always the best place for you to be if you're already facing like mental health issues but they'll still lock you up just yeah. somewhere else where you're better suited to get like, the help you need more like rehabilitation i don't think the, first of all i'm not about to open another can of worms here but the prison system in America is horrible. It doesn't even matter whether you have mental health issues or you're a regular person going to jail. They put these people in jail and they don't treat them good. Like the, At all. You know what I mean? Like whether like someone. So, yeah, I definitely think hopefully they put an emphasis on like helping him as well. But because they'll put them in there and it'll just get worse. Like, yeah, that's a whole nother like story, though. But like, yeah, like. There's, like, no rehabilitation for anyone who goes to jail in America. Honestly. And kind of, like, tying into what you said, I know you said it's, like, another can of worms, but since we're here, um, (laughs) I do know of people who have bipolar disorder and have stopped taking their medication for periods at a time. And they do it because they have said that the medication makes them feel worse, like, They've described the feeling as being very, um, you're kind of just like swaying and you're not, you're not yourself. I guess it's like a, what's the word? It's supposed to mellow, mellow you out, but they don't like the way that that makes them feel. Now, if you have that medication while you're on the outside, imagine being administered those meds locked away like by force yeah no I like it's it's scary to think about no it is and then like they'll just like lock them up and then like I don't know it's just it honestly like the jail system obviously it has potential like some people just go in for a short time and come out and like okay but like just depending on what they do but yeah for the most part it they do not help at all like not one bit like it's it's meant to be like rehabilitation for them and then like set them up when they come out, you know, like what do you expect when someone comes out and nothing has changed in their life? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're always on the same page, Chrissy. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Yeah. We are Um, always on the same page, but yeah, I mean, especially with stuff like this. Oh yeah. Stuff like this all the time. Not about, like, more sports stuff, but, like, fundamental, like, moral stuff. Yes. Yeah. We are on the same page. Wheeler has been ordered by a judge to surrender his weapons and not to contact Aaliyah. And he is set to be arraigned February 9th. So... And he has weapons? Yeah, he has weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay, that... I didn't know that. Okay, that's, like... That just made it, like, a thousand times worse. 
I mean, I don't, I didn't see anything about him using weapons against her. No, but imagine him having them. Yeah, right, right. Someone with bipolar disorder. Not to discriminate against people with, with mental health issues. I don't mean to do that, but because I, I don't even know the process of what you have to go through to get a weapon. And I'm, I'm assuming the weapons are guns. Like, I don't know what the process is. I don't own any guns or any like dangerous weapons, but I know that that is something you're supposed to take into account when you're, isn't it? Like, aren't there supposed to be yeah, well, trainings? Another can of worms. We need gun reform in America. This is, <laughs> this is turning into like a, <laughs> a thing, but yes, <laughs> like gun reform. And also he got arrested prior for punching a wall. Like clearly this, like he has a history of violence aggression and violence. And he's in the NFL. Like <laughs> I can't. So yeah. I'm gonna pray for the girl and pray that you know he gets justice served. As will I. In lighter news, a two-time WNBA MVP Candace Parker is heading home to play for the Chicago Sky after 13 seasons with the LA Sparks. Let me just go down the list of some of Candace's accolades with this team. She's the only player in WNBA history to win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same season. That was 2008. She was the 2013 WNBA MVP. She led the Sparks to the 2016 WNBA title. She was awarded Finals MVP that year, and she's the reigning Defensive Player of the Year. Candace Parker is one of the main reasons why I enjoy the WNBA. So I'm very happy for her. Me too. When I heard, I remember I saw like, once again, a tweet. I feel like Twitter is the source of like all my news. <laughs> but I saw a tweet and it was like, oh, like Candace Parker going back to like leaving LA for Chicago. And I was so happy because she's from Chicago. And also LA and Chicago are like two of my favorite cities. But I just love when anyone goes home and plays. So I was like so excited. But then I saw Dwayne Wade's tweet. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's more to the story. Like, I didn't know if she, like, chose to go home for, like, the fun of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I saw Dwayne Waysby, and I was like, wait, hold up. Like, because Candace Parker is literally, like, the face of the WNBA, essentially, you know? Yeah. And during the NBA season, like, she's on TNT, you know? And I just really enjoy, like, watching her in, like, every aspect. So I was so excited. I was like, oh, she's going home. And then I saw Dwayne Waysby, and I was like, hmm, like, they yeah. might not be, like, disrespecting her. He said, <clears throat> when Bleacher Report reported her going to Chicago Sky, he tweeted, what when they don't appreciate your work looks like, I'm happy for my friend and teammate that she's going back home. The LA Sparks know that's your legacy. Yeah, like, I saw that and I was like, like, because when the reports came out, they didn't say, like, like, there was no sense of, like, not that this is drama, but, you know, like, drama yeah. behind it in any way i was just like oh like she's deciding to go home or whatever and now i'm like oh my gosh like what because like you know, like you can't like do that to candace parker yeah it definitely makes you think so you know i had to do my digging and back, <laughs> <laughs> back in december the sparks announced that Derek fisher which is the team's head coach would also become the team's new general manager now, Candace and Derek 
according to reports, don't have the smoothest relationship. So when it came out that um, with his new contract, he was going to be the general manager, it did raise some questions about Candace's future with the team. And this was literally like a month ago. I believe it was like right before Christmas. And it started back in 2019, like this, all these reports about, you know, they have like a weird relationship when Derek benched Candace in game three of the 2019 semifinals against the Connecticut Sun. And she already didn't get a lot of playing time in that game. And as she was walking to the bench, the camera caught her saying, why would he do that right now? And they actually ended up losing that game. So that's what was like kind of the catalyst in the media's eyes. Yeah, that's so annoying. Like, who does this man think he is? <laughs> well, he, he denied it. But, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. He's, he denied any tension and stated that Candace is a priority to him yeah, and the sport. He's not going to come out and say that. And if she was a priority, would he have benched her? No. I mean, I'm glad she got to go. At least she's a lot, She's going home to play for her home team. Yeah. Which I love. And I like her. And she's amazing. So I think she'll be fine. But, like, if these reports are true about this man... Then we're going to have some issues. <laughs> Which I think it kind of is because, I mean, yes. <clears throat> something is fishy. Dep- oh, no, I 1,000% think it is. Obviously, they're not going to admit it, you know, but I definitely think it is. And that's just annoying. Like, there's no other word to describe it. Straight out annoying that, like, and I think it is because Dwayne Wade's tweet points to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of insinuating that, yeah, there was something else here. Like, like, and, like, the reason why she, like, didn't stay with them, not that it was, like, petty, but, like, he even said, like, oh, like, this is your legacy kind of thing. Like, this exactly. is what you're really about to do kind of thing. She is their legacy. And oh, she, she has that kind of pool where, like, I will leave if I'm not happy. And that's what she did. And I'm happy for her. She's been in the league for 13 years. She's only 34. So, at the top of her game. And now she gets to play for her hometown. Like, shout oh, out yeah, to I'm so happy for her. I'm rooting for her, like. Like, and she, yeah, like, oh, my God, I can't. That just annoyed me, that Derek Fisher thing. Yeah. So he said, um, Derek said, our intentions, this was back in December. Um, Our intentions are to make sure Candace never plays a game for another team. But we have to earn that back from her through the right conversations. Well, I guess that didn't work because she's in Chicago. Well, not officially yet. They had the wrong conversations. She will be heading to Chicago. The deal will become official on Monday, February 1st, when free agents are able to sign their contracts. So, guess those conversations didn't go the way that Derek planned, but it worked out great for Candace. And that's what we love. I'm happy for her and I'm rooting for her. So, always. That's set on that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in more happy news. Karis LeVert is expected to make a full recovery following his surgery on Monday. Now, just a little backstory. In the trade that sent James Harden to the Nets, it also sent Karis LeVert to the Indiana Pacers. And when he was getting his team physical, there was a small mass discovered on his left kidney. And um, it ended up being identified as renal cell carcinoma. I don't know what that is, but it it is cancerous. So he underwent surgery to treat the mass on Monday. 
and doctor said that there's no other treatment that he needs and he is expected to make a full recovery. When I heard that, literally, that made me so happy. This trade was literally a blessing in disguise. Like, imagine he never got traded. And even if he waited a few more weeks for a checkup, like, you know, it could have been way worse. When I first heard, like, when they announced that they found, like, a growth or whatever, I was so nervous for him because that's, like, scary. It's terrifying. He's so young. He's only 26. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. When they were, like, they found, like, a growth or something, more tests, I was, like so scared because you never know like and it's so dangerous like you never know so the trade was a blessing in disguise because like i said even if they waited like a few more weeks to do like for example like a physical like i don't know how often they get physicals but even if he waited a few more weeks like it could have been so different so i'm literally so happy for him yeah and he was saying like he was playing completely fine he didn't feel weird he he felt healthy and that's how a lot of us kind of move in life like especially men I feel like it's definitely men. Like, they're always just like, I feel fine. It's like, uh-huh. sure 1, you do, but go to the doctor. Like, 1,000%. Like, I'm always at the doctor's, any little thing. No, I'm not real. Okay, I'm not going to say, like, I'm crazy like that, but, like, I pick up on, like, my body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, my dad, on the other hand, like, he could literally, ha- like, his arm could be hanging off, and he'd be like, I'm fine. I'll wake up fine. <laughs> like... But also another thing, they probably caught it early because of the physical. That's yeah. why he wasn't feeling anything because honestly, like, cancer sucks. And the way it works is, like, you'll feel fine. And then once you start feeling the side effects of cancer, a lot of the time, it's too late because you start feeling it when it's too late. That's why this trade was truly a blessing in disguise, that they caught it super early. They were able to remove it. He didn't have to go under any other treatment. Yeah, with my dad, um, there was something they found on his colon. And that was like during a regular checkup and they caught it just in time and he had to immediately go into surgery. Yeah, that's why your checkups were so important. My mom, so she literally get goes to the doctor, goes to the dermatologist like once or twice a year and every time she goes, they remove like a skin cancer spot from her oh. because she always gets a new spot. Like every time she goes, like one time they removed three, they removed them from the top of her head. But she, luckily she goes, like, my mom is the type of person, like, I go to, like, all my doctor's appointments, like, like, I go to my regular doctor, then I go to the eye doctor, then I go to the dermatologist, like, I go to all my different types of doctors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, she's lucky, because, like, the one in her head, like, it could have easily spread, but she's just lucky that she's aware of it, and, like, she she felt the spot in her head, like, she feels for like these spots so they're constantly removing like skin cancer spots from my mom's body and if you're not aware like my mom's aware to look for them and find them or whatever and like if you're not aware and you feel fine like it can be so dangerous that's why like in this situation like he was feeling fine he had no reason to get a checkup but when he got traded they had to do a physical so it was like literally a blessing in disguise because if he started feeling bad like it could have been way worse if he waited that long it really does spread so fast. Like, cancer, like, sucks, so. It's horrible. And it's funny because I remember I was discussing this trade with a friend of mine, and I was like, man, like, I don't like that Karis Levert had to leave Brooklyn. But now it's like everything happens for a reason. And he said, <laughs> um, he said, it definitely humbled to know that this trade could have saved me in the long run. Exactly. Like, that's what I said. When he first left, I was like, um, anyways, like, what? Yeah. And then that came out, and I was like, wow, like, that's, like, it really did, like, 
help. Like, it could have been way worse. So, mm-hmm. honestly, it made my heart happy hearing that. Like, when <sighs> I heard it, like, they just had to remove it and, like, no other treatment. I was like, thank the Lord. Yeah, just a sigh of relief. And there's no set time frame for his return either. But the Pacers, they did make it very clear that they are sticking by his side and his time of recovery because he's out indefinitely right now. Yeah, I think they obviously after, like, they have to do a little more testing. Yeah, just, just to be sure. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, I think he'll be back sooner than later for sure. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. You don't think so? No, I think with with a health scare like that, um, you really you move different, and I think he's gonna take his time, especially because he knows he has the support from his organization. He doesn't feel like he needs to rush. He said, "I'm not really looking at that side of things, talking about basketball right now. Um, obviously, I want to play as soon as possible. I'm a competitor. I love to play the game, but I think health wise." That's the most important thing. As far as timeline, we'll figure that out in the future. But right now, we just don't have the answers. Oh, okay. I didn't know he said that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. I guess it all depends. Yeah. Um. If, I mean, I don't know. He seems like, he's obviously, other than like that, like general health, he probably is healthy because like athletes like just work out and eat good. Yeah. But like obviously he's going to, probably run tests on like everything possible just to make sure i mean that is terrifying imagine feeling fine but like no you're not mm-hmm. and like just think about how many regular people out there don't yeah. even like have that and don't even know because they're not getting treated they don't need physicals that's why it is so important if you're listening go to the doctor your regular doctor at least once a year like it's so important because there are so many people who like don't even know until it's like too late and also, if you have access to it, because I know everyone's um, circumstances are different, but if you have access to your family's health history, please pay attention to it. Because genetics are strong. And if no, something they- runs in your family, there is a chance that you could get it too. And that's with anything. No, that is so true. Um, I always think about that. Like, obviously, like, I'm a type 1 diabetic, but like, no one in my family has it. So I'm like, oh my gosh my side of the family, like, my future kids and their kids, I'm like, okay, great. I just started this for them. Because <laughs> um, there are definitely, like, genetics linked to it. But my family does have a history of autoimmune, like, diseases. Like, I have hypothyroidism, too. My mom has that. Like, psoriasis, autoimmune. That's one thing, like, we know about my family. But, oh. yeah, if you have history to it, it is super important. I only have, like, half my family's history, so, like, the other half is missing. But it is just super important if you have the abilities to just Go for your checkups. Even just, like, a blood work can save your life. Yeah, for sure. Just, like, checking the count and everything. So, we're giving, like, we were talking about a lot today. Um, Jail reform, gun reform, <laughs> health, health, getting checkups. Go to your doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, but it really is, like, it can save your life. Yes, and it saves Karis's, so... We're very happy to know that he's doing well. Super Bowl. The teams are set. Tampa Bay Bucks and Kansas City Chiefs. We said this would happen. We did. We did. We didn't. I I knew the Chiefs were going. You knew the Chiefs were going. And then we also said the Bucks are probably going to go, but 
I mean, me personally, I didn't want them to, but at the same time, I can't stand the Packers, so I said I'd prefer the Bucks over the Packers. <laughs> this is a good matchup. Oh my god, this I have not been this excited and invested in a Super Bowl since 2018. Like last year was was nice because it was like, oh, Andy Reid, like that's cute. Like I love Andy because you know the Eagles, but this is different. Like. These are the best quarterbacks in the league, like the vet, the newbie, going head-to-head. I mean, Patrick isn't a newbie anymore, but compared to Tom Brady, like... Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like old quarterback versus new quarterback, which I'm excited about because obviously we've talked about this plenty of times, but like with Phillip Rivers retiring, uh, Drew Brees, you know, well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, he retired. With all these, like, old, quote-unquote, old quarterbacks, like, leaving, Tom Brady is left. There's a couple, Ben Roethlisberger, there's, like, a couple more of these quarterbacks left. But for the most part, like, we've watched this, like, new wave of quarterbacks come in. So it's going to be, like, the new versus old, Uh which I'm so excited to see because, you know, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, but, like, he's to go, like, what he did, he was able to go to Tampa Bay and bring them to a Super Bowl. Like, that's everything you need to know. To be honest, like now his like status is just like now like you can't even hate on him. Like I hate on him but not for his game, you know? Like, man, I mean, this guy is unstoppable. He's the greatest of all time. And then once he leaves, once he he retires, I genuinely think Patrick Mahomes is like the next great quarterback. He is, yeah. He is so good. I watch I watch the Chiefs and I'm like, this literally it's not fair. Like it's like the um it's like the Warriors. That that team. It's like how do you get such a perfect team? Chrissy, my mom, when we were watching the game the other day, my mom was like, um, Patrick Mahomes is like Steph Curry. It's so funny you said that. He's like he's like my mom was like, Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry of like the NFL. I'm like, okay, mom, you know your stuff. And then Tom Brady is the LeBron James. Yes. I love this. That's why I do love this matchup. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for the Chiefs just because I love the Chiefs. I don't know. I love the whole – I love that whole organization. I love all the players. I love Travis Kelsey, and I love his Kayla, his girlfriend. Oh, my God. Me too. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with them, and I love her, like, game day story. So, yeah, I'm rooting for the Chiefs only because – I don't know. I also love Patrick Mahomes. Um, obviously, and also – Tom Brady does not need to win this to solidify anything. But obviously, I mean, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but you can never count Tom Brady out. That's why, like, I'm not even going to say who I think is going to win because, like, one thing I've learned, you can literally never count Tom Brady out ever. Ever. Like, ever. Ever. Never count that man out. It's insane. That's why I'm not even going to predict that anyone's going to win because if I had to predict, like, I want the Chiefs, but, like, you have to go with Tom Brady every time. It was, like, when he was on the Patriots, same thing. Like, whenever early season Super Bowl predictions, like, week one, you have to include the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited. This is going to be super exciting. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Who are you rooting for? I've been thinking about this this entire time. I'm I'm rooting Oh my god, this is okay. I've been saying the Chiefs for weeks now, but now that the matchup is in, I honestly 
feel like it's going to be a close game, but Tom is going to have the entire Chiefs team shaking in their boots. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Like, I've been rooting for the Chiefs, like, ever since, like, the Cowboys. Obviously, when Dak went down, I was like, our season's over. Um, And then I was like, okay, like, the Chiefs are just so good. I did not expect Tom Brady to go bring this team to the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. eventually. I just, I was like, maybe next season. I just didn't think it would be this season. No, but literally, like, you hit the nail on the head. Now that the matchup is set up, like, now that I know it's them two and I'm looking at these two teams, I'm like, oh. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm scared for the Chiefs. I am. Yeah. Yeah, now that the matchup's set up, I'm looking at it like, ooh. That's why I've decided I'm not going to make a prediction on who's going to win. Because I really don't know. Yeah, I can't predict. Like, you cannot count Tom Brady out. But then Patrick Mahomes is on. Yeah. And all the weapons he has. I don't know. And, like, yeah. So And also, can we talk about the coaches, like Bruce Arians versus Andy Reid? Like, that's my favorite. I love them so much. So, it's going to be such a good game. I'm excited. But, yeah, I'm not picking a winner because, like, I feel like you just can't with this matchup. Yeah. It's very unpredictable. They both have such a solid chance of winning. But I do know for sure the Chiefs need to watch out. Oh, 1,000%. And that's all I'm going to say. Even, yeah. even as the reigning champs, they need to watch out. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we'll be back. Um. Well, no, not next week because the Super Bowl wouldn't have happened yet. But we'll have, like, more – we'll have more to say going yeah. into um, the Super Bowl next Maybe week. Maybe we'll have predictions. Yeah. I don't know. I got to figure it out. My head's in, like, a Scrabble puzzle right now. Like, I can't decide, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode 21 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Be sure that you're subscribed to us here on Spotify and that you're following us on Instagram and Twitter – at DYCT Podcast. Again, that's DYCT Podcast, and you'll hear from us next week.